0: This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Tuesday edition of the program. Oilers wrapping up a three-game homestand, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260, Edmonton Sports Leader, joining you alongside my main man, producer extraordinaire, TSN's very own, Hernan Salas. Hernandez, what's going on today on this snowy, uh, slushy (sighs) Tuesday in Edmonton?
1: Yeah, slow news day, not much to talk about. No, not at all. No, it just uh, obviously the big news from Oiler camp. Unfortunate, especially in the situation they're in uh, when it comes to the standings and playoffs and all that. I know we're gonna break it down, but uh, yeah, some big news. And and you kind of knew when you heard Ken Holland pressure 10:15 mm-hmm. that something bad was coming because there's no way he was doing that to talk about nurses' extension.
0: No, no, no. way. Especially after Darnell Nurse only spoke two minutes about it yesterday in his media scrum following practice. And it's been
1: in the media for like two days with the reports from Bob McKenzie and then everybody. We all knew for days now, so you knew it had something to do with Connor McDavid.
0: And uh, if you haven't heard and you live under a rock or just haven't had a chance for whatever reason, maybe you're busy today. I don't know. McDavid out two to three weeks, quad injury, lower quad Mm -hmm. injury. It's not the knee. It's not a bruised knee. He had an MRI done on Monday. It was revealed that uh, a quad injury keeping him out for two to three weeks. He's going to Toronto for treatment. Yeah. Do you find that interesting?
1: I do because um, I, I find it odd because I think it's just a little more serious than they're letting on. Why the hell are you well, going to Toronto? Does Edmonton not have what Toronto has?
0: Maybe not. Is there a I, doctor I do we there? Do not have the U of A and yeah. we have all these sports science clinics, the Glenn Sather that's Valley why I'm a clinic. little... I don't know. Is there a specialist? Maybe there is a specialist in Toronto. I know it's a, a city, what, three and a half times, four times the size of Edmonton. So perhaps there's a specialist there. I'm not sure what the deal is there.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's It's going to be interesting to see how this, this goes. Uh, I think there's eight games in the two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And... The orders are in it, man. I mean, they're tied with Calgary and Vegas, Winnipeg and Arizona one point back. Nashville is still five points back, but they can get on a run here. So the timing sucks, obviously. I'm not, you know, it's not anything crazy, but it's a chance for some guys on the Edmonton Oilers to step up and bring this team together. And I'm not saying Leon Dreisaitl because he's done his part. He he's leads. leading
0: the league in scoring.
1: Exactly. So I'm looking at a guy like Nugent Hopkins has to step it up offensively. I mean, I'm looking at other guys. Cassian has to be better. Archibald has to be better. Yamamoto, young guy. He's really gave this team a different look. Yep. Um, But he's going to have to chip in more. The bottom six is going to have to be very, very good. And... uh we just did a show together, but I said it there too. This can either break them or it's going to bring them even closer together and they're going to get that playoff spot, but it can't be both, so it's going to be one or the other. Right.
0: Now, I, I can see this being a chance for Drysdale and Nugent Hopkins to carry the load. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Like, Drysdale has been a driver. Obviously, what he's doing this year is phenomenal. But now Nugent Hopkins can take on more of the responsibility. Uh there isn't that safety net of knowing that Connor McDavid oh, we've got McDavid, you know, he's on the bench. When he when I go off, he'll come on, it's all good. Yeah. That element is gone. gone. That safety net completely gone for the next two to three weeks. If you're an Oilers fan, hopefully less time than that, obviously. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. And like you said i'm i'm looking at cassian to wake up a little bit cuz this last week and a half he has not been up to snuff mm. uh, i think josh archibald like you mentioned he's a guy that can step up has shown it recently riley shahan's going to be counted on and so to uh, you know like a sam gagne all of a sudden you're looking at and going all right utility forward we need you yeah, We really need you. The Oilers, by the way, only have 12 healthy forwards on the roster right now. Who do you think gets the call up from Bakersfield? Is it as easy as saying, all right, Tyler Benson, come back. You You played a combined, what, 12 minutes or 15 minutes in the NHL?
1: I, I don't know if he's quite ready. I, I think from an op- offensive and skilled standpoint, Tyler Benson's the obvious choice. Now, sure. it seems Tippett likes his vets, likes his two-way guys. I think Marcus Granlund would be the first one up because he's— Remember him? he's been in these in these games he's played tough games before he's had a bigger role on other teams um so i think it's between those two guys and i know we get texts in here at the station for josh curry and brad malone those guys ain't gonna move the needle no now is Groundland gonna move the needle no but this guy's uh this guy until this season he was a full-time nhler
0: yes and he chipped in offensively when he had yeah. the chance He's and, had one good week in the nhl this yeah.
1: year and tyler benson is is the most skilled, but is he ready? Did he really get a chance? Not really. Right. So.
0: You know what's funny with a guy like Benson? I think you know he got a look, maybe a bit of an eye-opener. This is the NHL at midseason. Yeah. Uh, it's a step up, obviously, from any preseason action he's taken on before, and it's certainly a step up from the AHL. Now he goes back to the AHL with that knowledge, incorporates it into his game at the AHL level, and then when he gets his next look At the NHL level, if he has enough time to work on his game, uh, he's a better player and more of an impact player at Mm -hmm. the NHL level. That's why I find it tough. A guy who you sent down a couple of days ago, all of a sudden you're like, all right, we need you back here. And by the way, we need you to do more, even though we just introduced you to this league at this highest stake in the game when it comes to uh, the timing of this situation. So... Uh, that's an interesting thing with with the development of McDavid's injury, and you know what it poses some questions in regard to uh, the trust between and, and and the flow of information yeah. between the team and its fan base, which is you know filtered through the media. And we're going to get into that shortly. This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260, joined by my co-pilot on the Don Whedon on White Post Game Show from TSN 1260, Hernan, the man, Salas. And uh, Hernan, we were saying before the break, uh, we were talking about the trust factor. Do you believe the Oilers anymore? When they say something and give you a timeline and and throw out an injury uh, update, let's call it, you buy everything they're selling. And that's something that came up on our show today. Bruce Arthur was great filling in for uh, Dave Jamison. I was. You were filling in for Matthew Wanick on the Dave Jamison mm-hmm. show. It was basically our post-game show in the afternoon, which was great. And uh, Bruce Arthur was like, listen, you get our infor- your information from us. We're trying to get the truth yeah. for you. <laughs> and and we were getting some some heat from some people saying, you know, screw you, media. You don't need... We don't need you. You, What do you really bring to the table? And uh, and that kind of surprises me. I'm not trying to be a whiny baby about it, Hernan, but, like, where is the vitriol coming from? We're trying to get to the truth for the people. And then you've got others saying, well, why don't you do your job and figure out what's going on? That's what we're
1: trying to do, and that's the thing. And it's hit and miss here. Like you look at uh, the media here, and it's when they ask too many questions, it's like, "Oh, you guys are so nosy, and you're doing this, and you're doing that." And when you don't, it's like the media sucks here because they don't get the real answers and all that. It's there's no win here, and uh, you and, know what? And the orders have a right to not share with the media. We get
0: that. That's fine.
1: That's their right. Like, yeah.
0: But but then you hear Bob Nicholson go and talk about you know transparency from the team to the fan base, and that was in his post-season, post-mortem last year, and and that was part of that whole, uh, what what did he do, like nine town halls in a four-day stretch, and by the end of it, he was saying Tobias Reader's lack of goal production was costing them a playoff spot, yada yada, like, I think he was just tired and worn out from doing all those town halls, answering all those questions, it's noble on his part, but You got some terrible quotes out of him that that people just ate alive. You know, the whole it's in the water here thing and all of that. Um, There's no middle ground. And you know what's funny is we get get crap for defending ourselves too. And And that's the thing. We're not punching bags. And like uh, I'm just seeing right now on
1: um, Instagram – sorry, on Twitter that uh, Dave Tippett said he – he didn't know. He thought he was he was uh, you know out of the woods that it wasn't a serious injury, and he found out at dinner. I mean, so it listen. We can speculate all we want. We don't know how this went down. We don't know if it was serious. We don't know when the MRI went in and all that. So right, we can all speculate. But with the Conor McDavid injury last year and then this one yesterday, everything was peachy keen, and then yeah. today it's we thought he that, might have played today, and today it's it's disastrous because he's out for two to three weeks, maybe longer. And, and maybe shorter time as well. But it's... So at the end of the day, it's it's Connor McDavid, the best player in the league. I think any team would handle it if it was their best player. But at the same time, just... He's all two to three weeks. Like yesterday, they sugarcoated, He's fine. Don't worry Players about Players are him. joking about yeah. his
0: peg leg, blah, blah, blah. It's so all So, like,
1: how does it go from that point to what we got this morning? Like in one day? How did you know it wasn't serious? Right. Like how? So for me, it's... Uh, it's frustrating. I get it. The orders do it the way they want to do it. I, I can't criticize enough for that because it's, it's the way they run their business and it's, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it works for them. But you have to be, you have to be a little concerned that he's going to Toronto.
0: It's I different. I don't, I don't like oh.
1: what's the difference. Like it, it um, just, unless there's a doctor that specializes in that out there, that's the only reason. Because if not, why couldn't he get treatment here?
0: Let me ask you this. What if he's going to see his guys that rehabbed him in the offseason just to see if there's something there? That, too. Like, I'm telling you, man, there's more to this. And, you know,
1: everybody in the media wants to be the guy to you know and, and, and all that, and people are going to play it down. Some people are concerned. But, like, I'm telling you right now, I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, you you cannot not be concerned.
1: Yeah, like, this is weird that he's going to Toronto. It's weird that it, yesterday he was fine and today he wasn't. It's. I, I just don't like the way it's gone down. And is it gonna cost you what is a playoff spot, Tom? Maybe. They're it only might.
0: they're only what? Two, one yeah. point up on on the wild card teams.
1: We've seen this team for one game at a time, maybe when Connor missed one for the flu, I think, last year. This team is not very good with all Connor
0: McDavid. No, it's not. That's why it'll totally test yeah. the characters. So. so
1: I mean dry sidles uh, hit a whole new level in these last two seasons. He's going to have to be, like, spectacular. I think you have to split up Nuge and sidle. Yes. I think the safe play on the power play is maybe run Baron Clefum at the point because I can't see anyone else taking that spot.
0: I can't. Who? No. And what, Nurse is the second unit? Maybe you get him on the second unit?
1: And let Nurse run the second unit, and then you still roll with the, the first unit as much as you can. Yeah. Like, it's still going to be Dry, Nuge, and Chase on probably. Yep. And then just to play it safe, because are you going to put Gagne there? Like, that's the oh, only guy that comes maybe. to my mind, because he's been offensive.
0: Lately, too. Yeah. Like, you're not going to put Archibald there. Like, no one else moves the puck on this I w- team. I would take a look at Josh Archibald. Yeah, but maybe. I, I'd probably go Gagne first, but I don't mind the element of offensive ability that Archibald can bring to the table. It's not consistent, and he's known more of his defensive specialist slash penalty killer, and I get that. That's fine. But Tippett
1: says, I got the message last night at dinner. I almost choked. I talked to him Sunday. He said he felt a lot better. I said, where is it today compared to yesterday? And he said it was better, so we didn't think much of it.
0: There you go. See? So so, that's the head coach. and yeah. I, He's not one guy to BS you, too. Dave Tippett just kind of throws it at you. Uh, if he's going to tow the company line, he'll tow the company line, and you know he's towing the company line. Otherwise, he's, I think he's generally pretty sincere. He's got the benefit of the doubt in that regard. and." Hernan's reading off the quotes from the head coach right now. So there you go.
1: And it's, do you think (laughs) there's any way they're lying about it's a quad and it is his knee again? Like, should we even go there? Like, I I don't want to, but.
0: I don't want to think that that's the case. Yeah, either do I. But we're kind of creeping towards (laughs) that, that like, well, they didn't come clean about this or weren't completely honest, which again, like you said, is well within their right. But at the same time, it, it it's a hit to their uh, integrity as a information source.
1: Because if this flips on them and he's out long-term and it is a, nothing to do with his quad or it's quad and knee, whatever it is, the Oilers are going to look really bad.
0: They did it to themselves. They're going to look really, really bad if they did this. Do you think that if – this is a hypothetical, clearly, but do you think if that ends up being the case, do you think fans – of the game and the media haters will be like, you guys were right. Hey, look at that. You were No. Right. <laughs> no, they won't be. They'll be like, well, they do that because you guys
1: bug them so much and ask stupid questions <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh. Uh, and that's, I always say this, like, for everybody that chirps media, like, yeah. I'd like to put that person and bring him to a scrum and yeah. be like, go ahead. Yeah, good luck. It's just freaking intimidating. Try. try it. Yeah. It's intimidating. It's the most intimidating thing in the world until you get comfortable with it.
0: But, like, you want to ask why Darnell Nurse isn't a 50-point defenseman? <laughs>
1: yeah. Go for it. Or and last. Then,
0: and then when you ask him today and you need to do a game story tomorrow, ask him about the game and see if he even talks to you. Yeah. I love it. It's I try to explain it as best I can and articulate it. Like, you have a rapport with these people and there's give and take. And if you step on their toes, they're not going to go, oh, thank you. Can I have another? Yeah. And the, you gotta understand the mutual these. two-way street.
1: Yeah. These guys get annoyed with the same questions over and over. I remember with Jesse Puliyarvi last year, like Todd McCollin, like two weeks into the season, he was already rip his – He's like, okay, hey, enough with the damn Jesse questions. Yeah. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's not as simple and it's not as, oh, you know, and I give credit to the guys like the Rashogs and the Specs because they, and you know, Gregor, they, Gazzola. they asked the tough Gazola. They asked the tough questions and, and it's, it, that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, is to ask an uncomfortable question to a guy that's probably going to look at you and be like, "Piss off."
0: Yeah, exactly. And here, uh, I was taking some heat today because I was—we were talking to Bruce Arthur, like I mentioned earlier—and I was like, "Hey, listen, like I worked for the team for eight years doing Oilers TV, and uh, I still have to bite my tongue sometimes because you do have relationships with people in the organization." And so one one guy in particular was just giving it. <laughs> he was like, "Why do you even say that? Why do you even tell us that?" Like, yeah. I'm like. Because I do have to bite my tongue, even though I'm yeah. on the TSN side now. Like, do you understand there's more to it? Like, I, I had to throw some high, hard ones at them at the end of the season, filling in for Rashog. And uh, it was coming from Toronto, and I had more, uh, I was more than willing to do it, and it was fun. But even Bob Nicholson came up to me after, he's like, hey, Tom, high and hard one, hey? Right off the hop, I like it. I'm like, damn right, I'm not on your team anymore, man. Like,
1: Yeah, like,
0: anyway, it's... it's We could go on and on, and we're not looking for pity whatsoever, but we're just defending ourselves. You're listening to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola and Hernan Salas from set 1260 getting you set. For the Oilers and Blackhawks, we went through the whole McDavid injury situation, conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call it. Love-hate relationship with the media. There's a game tonight, Hernandez, mm-hmm. and the Oilers, most importantly, need two points. Here's an opportunity to push a team further away from the postseason as well. Listen, the Hawks have stumbled recently, they lost a 5-2 game in Winnipeg on Sunday. They are 6-2-2 and in their last 10. They are realistically still in the mix, but uh, I use the term push a team out of the playoffs because that's what we heard from Connor McDavid in that loss to Arizona last week, he said, we missed an opportunity to push yeah. a team out of the playoffs. And if that's the mentality, here's another chance, albeit without number 97. How do you approach this game?
1: Uh, yeah, it, you're going to have to change the way you play. Um, you're going to have to be a little more sound defensively. The defensemen, all six of them, whoever's in the lineup, they got to stop gift-wrapping goals because it seems yeah. the Oilers give wrap one goal at least a game, or it's just their mistake, and it's like, here, have a goal. Uh, I think the goaltending is going to have to increase. They're going to have to be much better. They've yeah. been good. They haven't been great. So there's I think, been
0: some leaky goals, yeah, though.
1: That's why. I think they're going to have to step up their game. And up front, just grind it out, man. Like Your yeah. skill with Connor McDavid, it's gone. You have two skilled guys in Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl. And yeah. that's the truth. Until Neil comes back, you have two skilled guys. So go to the net, shots from the point, everything on net, crash the net. Chip and Chase. I mean, sorry, Yamamoto's in there as well as a skilled guy, yes. but you don't have enough skill on this team to get fancy, to walk the puck into the net like they like to do at times. So for me, you're going to have to play some old time hockey and just gut it out, grind it, get dirty, you know, greasy goals, win by committee. I think that's the way they would have to handle this because they're not a skilled team.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have high end skill, three, four guys, and then the rest of it is. Yeah uh honest effort type guys. Special
1: teams, power plays gotta maintain. I know it's a big loss to Connor McDavid, but you still have some quality there. And the PK who's been outstanding all season, um, I think they gotta maintain. Now they haven't lost anyone there, so it should maintain. But again, I think uh collectively as a group, I'm not breaking any news here. They're gonna have to be just they're just gonna have to change a little bit of how yeah. they were
0: we heard from Tab Bamford from the fourth yeah. period Chicago on the Dave Jameson show mm-hmm. today. And he said that the Hawks give up a ton. Yeah, they give up a ton defensively, not sound. They score a lot. Though. They do score yeah. a lot. So if you can't keep up with their scoring ability, and if you mentioned it, if the defense isn't strong structurally and and stingy, and they're not getting the saves that they need when when shots are finally getting through, this Oilers team could potentially be in trouble, especially if if the Hawks are able to get two three goals, I think it's game over. And that's the thing. Can this Oiler team score four or five goals?
1: Probably not. They were. It was tough for them even with McDavid. Yeah. So this is a team that's going to grind out 2-1, 3-2 wins. Um, They're surprisingly decent in tight games this yeah. year too. And it's a big loss of McDavid because your goal scoring now, It's if someone puts up three on you, you're probably going to lose the game. Yeah. So that's why I think Mike Smith, Koskinen have to be better. Uh, and just every aspect of their game is gonna have to improve because you lost the best player in the world. Yeah. Now we got a text in today saying, "Yeah, but Pittsburgh did it without Crosby, but there's a big difference. That team is that team has guys that have been there, done that. Right? They know how to win. Right? They uh, the well,
0: supporting cast is seasoned enough to handle these situations. Yeah,
1: they lost Malkin at the beginning of the year for like over a month. They lost Crosby for an extended time. They didn't miss a beat. So. For me, the Oilers are trying to become that team, but they're not that team, so it's an unfair comparison. And the Oilers are going to learn here quick. I mean, Tom, they have to win tonight because then they get Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina. And Boston to come back home. And Boston to come home. That could easily be four straight losses, uh, especially without Connor McDavid. So tonight's two points are so big.
0: They've lost to Chicago. Yes. That was back on October 14th. Disappointing effort. That was their first loss of the year. They've lost To uh, the Florida Panthers in an afternoon game. By the way, two afternoon games coming up this weekend, back to back. And they've lost to Carolina as well this season. So I think you're lucky. Like that's why, like you said, the emphasis is on winning this game. Get those two points. Push Chicago further down the the pecking order in the Western Conference and take them out of the Mm -hmm. uh, wild card playoff picture as best as can, as best as you can. And then. If you can somehow manage to walk away five hundred on that trip or in those next four games, I think you're you're laughing, and uh, yeah. and then maybe the McDavid situation, whatever he's doing to rehab this uh, quad injury that he's dealing with now, um, perhaps he can push it and get back in a week and a half as opposed to two to three weeks.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, tough times for the Edmonton Oilers, but look at Arizona. They lost their starting goaltender. He was due to be back. He's gone. Calgary's lost Giordano and Yep, two big parts of their D-core. Vancouver lost. Well, it was only temporary, but they lost Pedersen for a game or two. He's still not. Well, yesterday he looked like he was back to normal. So the Oilers, there's no pity party here for the Oilers. No pity party. Columbus just lost Seth Jones. That's right. So, I mean, it happens. You have to fight through it. And Columbus is a perfect example. They're on fire. They lost so many. They've lost so many players to injuries this year, and what do they do? They just keep on winning. Yep. So that's the mentality they got to go in. They can't feel sorry for themselves. No
0: one's gonna take them lightly. No. Nobody. No nobody's gonna throw them a bone though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. So I mean, like they have to man up here and uh, just grind out some wins. And it starts tonight. And I'm intrigued to see the lineup. To be honest, I know that fourth hey. and third line are gonna be not the third line because it's Shea Archibald, Kara. Okay. Fourth lines, they're probably not going to see a lot. No, I rightly, think so. Tippett's is going to roll those top three lines a lot just to try to get some offense. Um, but I think it's going to be Chase on Gagne, Nuge, Dry Cassian, Yamamoto. I already said the third line of Shea Kara, and Archibald, yeah. And then Russell, uh, Cave, and Haas as your fourth line.
0: You want to take a bold prediction at tonight's game? Oh well, I think it's going to be. <laughs> Oh, oh you you threw out a disaster earlier oh, when we were. I doing did. I'm gonna game game tone season. that one
1: down, but I'm gonna say the Blackhawks win, 4 to 1. I just think the Oilers are gonna real are reeling after this news. I don't think they have the offense. Um, I think Chicago is better offensively. Like They score a ton of goals, and they have a healthy lineup. They're sitting on Dylan Strome, which is interesting. That is interesting. But I just think the Oilers, it, this news is going to affect them tonight, and I, I think they dropped this one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the score is flipped and it's Edmonton 4, Chicago 1, but we'll wait and see. But I'm not too confident tonight.
0: The medal will be tested. Hernan Salas, thank you so much, buddy. Always of a course. Pleasure. I will. Uh, rejo- no dishes today. No dishes today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> Uh, you're our number one friend of the show and I look forward to doing the Don Wheaton on White Post Game Show with you on Edmonton Sports Leader TSI 1260 but that does it for this edition of Locked On Oilers part of the Locked On Podcast Network enjoy the Oilers and Blackhawks pray for McDavid's lower quad and that the Oilers win if you're an Oilers fan because they need the points the race has begun certainly We'll see what happens tonight. Enjoy the game, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow.